You're now listening to the Audible Sanctuary that delves into the transformative power of embracing the more tender aspects of femininity. I'm your host, Dale Pasco, committed to making the allure of gentleness irresistible and showing you that it's safe to live in the soft side of womanhood. Hey, soft babes, welcome back to She's So Soft. As always, I'm excited that you made it back to the soft side of womanhood. Today, we are going to talk about something that I believe a lot of us need in order to live more effective, healed, and whole lives. But before we get into the topic at hand today, let's go ahead and say our affirmations because y'all know we have to say these every single week. So for this week, we are saying, I am committed to self-reflection, discerning between my truth and the echoes of past trauma. I release the grip of past wounds, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me into my true reality. I embrace the journey of understanding and dismantle distorted beliefs, embracing the truth that sets me free. I am not defined by my traumas. I am defined by my capacity to overcome and grow in God. And lastly, I invite the healing power of God into the spaces where trauma has left its mark, replacing pain with divine restoration. So as always, write those down, speak them often, and remember they are most effective when applied with action. So last week when we were on this soft side of womanhood, we jumped in to the importance of having a backbone as a woman, um, the beauty of being assertive and understanding that you don't have to be disrespectful or rude, but simply give the world someone who was healed, whole, respectful, kind, and honest while upholding your boundaries. This week, we are going to be jumping in to something that's a little bit more sensitive, right? And we're talking about, is it true or is it trauma? And you may be wondering, okay, well, if I went through a traumatic experience, then that was true to me. And I want to just break down the difference because a lot of times we don't realize we are living out of traumas and not necessarily the truth of God. So as I mentioned before, this is a this is a faith-based podcast, so I'm always going to reference the Bible and apply godly principle. And that's where I'm going to be coming from today. And um, I don't know what scriptures the Lord's going to allow to come up to surface during this conversation, but let's just flow with God and see where he leads us. I don't have any notes. I just wrote down the affirmations and we're just going to go from there. All right. So one reason I wanted to have this conversation is I understand that there are times where we believe we're living our most healthy lives and the safest lives that we can live, right? An example that I would give before we really jump in is being someone who may have experienced some type of abuse, whether it was mental, verbal, sexual, whatever. And as a result of that, you may have built up some walls that keep people out so that you can continue feeling safe inside. 
And you may not realize sometimes that these walls may be doing more damage than good. So although they're keeping you from being abused and harassed, which is a great thing and a good thing, you may not be allowing yourself to have the full experience of healthy relationships because you're still living from a place of expecting abuse to take place if you allow those walls to fall and you simply learn how to guard your heart, right? And I understand this because different things in life had caused me to put walls up and not necessarily guards. And I mentioned before in previous episodes that there's a difference between having a guarded heart versus having a heart that is stonewalled in, right? So having a guarded heart means that things can get in and things can get out. When your heart is protected by a wall, right? Nothing can get in and nothing can get out. So I allowed myself for many years to only give about, I'll I'll just throw a number out there, I don't know, but I'll say 10% to certain relationships because I unknowingly expected something negative to happen, like some turn of events to take place that wasn't going to end well. And so I really had to sit with the Lord and allow him to walk me through the process of healing. And what that looked like was going back to traumas and experiences. And before even jumping into that, knowing when you think of traumas, don't just think of, you know, being punched in the head, you know, or um, being stomped out or being cussed out every day by a parent, but things that caught your soul off guard or maybe that you were constantly embracing yourself for that you don't even realize was a traumatic experience. For instance, a car accident can be extremely traumatic. Um, losing a child can be traumatic. Experiencing abuse is traumatic. Uh, not can be traumatic. Losing a child is traumatic. Experiencing abuse is traumatic. Losing a parent. Things that seem simple as in maybe you got cussed out one good time. And it just really did something to you. A certain whooping and the way that it took place could be traumatic. And sometimes we allow those traumatic experiences to speak louder than what the Lord is speaking to us in order for us to live a beautiful, enjoyable, and effective life. So when you're living from a place of trauma, like I was saying, the Lord had to take me back to traumas. And I didn't realize that sometimes those traumas, traumatic experiences, whether it had been in a crazy relationship, you know, a friendship or whatever, or something from my childhood with my parents or just experiences that I may have gone through at school, those things were molding and shaping the way I was giving myself to the world in the present moment. So the Lord had to take me back to those traumatic situations and say, hey, listen, you know, this happened. Do you remember when this happened? And I'm like, yeah, I remember when this happened. Okay. Do you realize that these actions right here are a result of what happened back here? And I'm like, I had no idea. But now that you're bringing it to my attention, I can definitely see how I'm living 
those traumas in this current moment. And so I would have to go back to said situations and really allow the Lord to process me there. Because a lot of times, as mentioned in the last episode, we just know how to kind of just like make it through things. And we think we deal with it because we brush it under the rug. But the Lord said, let's let's go back to that rug. Okay, let's pick it up. And let's see what you brushed under there and thought that you would never have to see again. Not because I'm trying to traumatize you again, but you have to deal with this dirt so that you can walk through here and not worry about tripping, falling or anything. So I had to go back to certain situations and allow the Lord to really show me what those moments in time did to my heart and how they were trying to force me into a place of never being okay or feeling like I had to protect myself in unhealthy ways. And for example, you may feel like it's safer to have friendships, but you don't allow yourself to laugh with those friends or you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable and honest with those friends because you don't know if they're going to take what you give them in your vulnerability and give it to other people that you never intended to have. And it may be a result of you experiencing, you know, being open with people that you believed were really close and had your back, but then they took what you said in vulnerability, you know, in a harmful situation or harmless situation and used it against you and turned it into a harmful situation. And so you may not be realizing that you have close friends and your relationships can only get so deep or go so far because you're not healed from those past experiences. So when you're looking at your life and trying to figure out, okay, I truly desire to have a deeper connection with my friends, or I truly desire to be able to show up this way in this space, or I really, really want to be able to give myself to this, but I can't, what's going on? Ask the Lord to show you and reveal to you what is speaking in your life. And a lot of times, if you're operating low in a smaller capacity than you know is required of you or needed or desired, it's probably something traumatic or even just the experience from the past. Or you've just taught yourself not to show up all the way. And one way I really sit and gauge what's speaking in my life is I measure it by the word of God. If the Lord says that he did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, Why is it when I desire to engage with this or that or them, I retreat or I back up or I recoil? I know then that there's something in my life speaking against what the Lord has said in his word or spoken to me. So I have to then go back and pinpoint what was spoken, what was said, what is being said now. What was the experience? Was there any trauma here? Why is my soul feeling like it has to pull me back? What is going on? So I give myself permission, right? You have to give yourself permission to go 
back and figure out what's taking place so that you can walk out of that place with the Lord with all of your pieces and be whole here now in the present moment. So measure what's being said or your actions by the word of the Lord. If it is contradicting what the Lord has said, then you know it's something else trying to hijack this moment. Something else is speaking in your soul that's trying to override the voice of the Lord. Another thing that I do is I journal. And there are times where I sense the Lord like drawing me to a place of intercession. And when I get to my room to go pray, words don't come out, but the Lord says, open up your journal and just write. And I just start writing whatever comes to surface. And there are times where I'm writing down, okay, this is what I want my schedule to be, or this really made me mad, or why is this going on? Or I'm really happy about this. Or I remember when this happened. Or God, I thought I forgave this, but it's coming up. So what's taking place right now? Or God, I feel like you're saying this in this moment. Journal, brain dumps. Listen, brain dumps change the game because you're allowing what's being spoken in this silent moment to come to the surface. You're writing it down and you're able to now dissect what you're seeing on this paper. Okay, why am I thinking about this? This happened to me when I was seven. I said I forgave, but it's starting to come up more and more frequently. What's going on? Lord, what is taking place in my soul? What is speaking in my soul? And what do you have to say about this? The beautiful thing about it is, if you are living out of traumas and not necessarily the truth of the Lord, you're able to confront that trauma with the truth of the Lord. So you experienced a parent who would cuss you out every day and belittle you and tell you that you would never do anything. You're able to go back to that trauma and say, the Lord says that I am X, Y, and Z. He calls me this. I am his. I am his child. I am his daughter. He keeps me. He covers me. He'll never leave or forsake me. He has this many thoughts about me. He collects these thoughts about me and these experiences. He knows me by name. You're able to go back and to target the negativity from then in order to live in a positive place now. So going back to, is it true or is it trauma? Trauma, like I said, you could be saying, dang, well, I experienced trauma. So it was true to me. Well, of course it was. It was your experience. I'm not saying that the experience was a lie. I'm saying that the lies that were experienced in that trauma sometimes try to speak louder than the truth of the Lord and who he is and what he has said. Every time you experience some type of trauma, the enemy tries to lodge some type of lie into your soul, right? So when I was younger, my mom and dad used to fight, you know, every now and then. And as a result of that, I grew up believing I didn't want to be married. I didn't really care to be in relationships. I could care less about men. I was, I felt like I was okay, you know, having sex with whoever, doing whatever, and just allowing whatever to take place. But when I gave my life to the Lord, the first thing he targeted was perversion and relationships. And 
as years began to go by, he began to say, hey, I want you to start writing this out regarding the husband you desire. That was tough for me because I felt like I didn't want to get married. Although I had different boyfriends and stuff like that, traumas of the past were telling me, you don't want this. So stay away from it. You can entertain relationships to a said degree, but marriage is not your desire because you don't want to end up like this or experience what you saw. That was a lie that the enemy snuck in. And so as the Lord really began dealing with my heart, he's like, you you desire marriage. He began showing me like you, this is something you desire. And it was hard for me to accept that truth and that reality. Even though the experience of trauma was extremely true to me because I lived it, right? It was a true situation experience, but it didn't have to become my truth that I based my life off of. My truth is that God designed me to be married, right? And so I had to I had to sit with God on that. I had to go back plenty of nights, plenty of days, plenty of random moments and simply talk to God and say, okay, God, I remember when this happened. Or man, I'm really feeling like this today and I think it's the result of this. Or Holy Spirit, can you show me why I'm thinking this way right now? What happened that made me feel like this? Even being married, Lord, why? Do I feel like I want to run away when this happens? Even though I'm not being threatened, I'm not being like, what's going on? Why do I feel like it's easy to run? Well, why did I? Because I don't do that anymore. But why did I feel like it was easy to just run away instead of dealing with issues? Right? So sometimes, like I said, we're not living out of the truth. We're living out of traumatic experiences. And as you heal, you'll begin to find that the voice of truth sounds different, right? Truth is a person in the name of Jesus Christ. Just because we experience different things in life doesn't mean that that's how life is supposed to be. I remember telling someone that I experienced so many different things when I was younger and even growing up up until now. And because it seemed normal and because it was my norm, because I didn't know what was going on in anybody else's household or, you know, at their school, whatever, I accepted it as truth and normal, even though it was never addressed, never brought up. It was secrets and all this stuff. I embraced it as, oh, it is what it is. But as I began to have more encounters with the Lord, he began to show me, Dale, that is not normal. Just because that was your experience does not mean that is the world's experience or what I wanted y'all to experience. That doesn't mean that's supposed to be your standard of truth and what you base your life off of. Sometimes we live out of these experiences and we base our whole life out of the fact that we experienced, you know, some type of abuse or trauma back then. And God's like, I never intended for that to become your reference point. And I think I mentioned this on a previous episode on She's So Soft, but you have to change your reference point. We have to change our reference point, especially when we know that it's not allowing us to live in our greatest and fullest capacity. We have to 
change our reference point. We have to say, okay, this happened, but I know the Lord did not intend for me to dwell in this forever or live from this. There's more to life than this. And as a result, I'm going to do what's necessary to dig up whatever felt like it was going to solidify here, uproot this crap, get it out of my way and allow the Lord to plant something better and healthier here so that the fruits of this will be righteous, will be glorifying, will be beautiful, will be tasty, will be something satisfactory to not only the Lord, but my soul and those that come to pull from this tree. And um, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of boldness. It takes vulnerability. It takes weakness. It takes allowing the Lord to be your strength. It takes honesty. It takes confrontation. It takes patience. It takes long suffering. It takes a lot to heal and heal for real. But we're all capable of allowing the Lord to heal our hearts. And one thing that I've been holding on to lately is the fact that healing is the children's bread. The Lord feeds me to heal me. The Lord feeds me to keep me sustained. The Lord feeds me to keep me satisfied in Him, right? The Word says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Nice to read that and absolutely love that scripture. I still do. But when I think about it now, it's like, God, everything you do for me is good. The process of healing is good. When you tell me to re-examine a situation or experience or trauma, you're not doing it to keep me there or to make me go through it again, but to assess it accordingly so that I can heal fully. You feed me what I need so that when you present things to me, those things do not become my appetite. Those things do not become the things that I feast on. Wow, God, that's good. Those things do not become what I begin to consume because I'm I'm eating of you and I'm full of you and allowing you to take me to places to address things accordingly right? To discard of certain things that I may have consumed that I was never supposed to have. You become my great feast. You become what is appetizing to me. You heal me. You keep me whole. You keep my mind sound. You keep me in a place of peace because my mind is stayed on you always. And because of that, I'm able to know that my mind is consumed with the Lord's mind, his ways, his thoughts, his desires. And when other things are presented, because I have to address them in order to heal properly, I'm not taken out. I don't become a lunatic. I don't go crazy. One thing I remember my spiritual father said is the worst has already happened. So when the enemy tries to bring things to you and say, hey, you remember this? Or I see the Lord is taking you on a journey of healing. So I know you're going to have to address X, Y, and Z. You know that happened to you, right? Yeah, it already happened. And like, you can't manipulate me or torment me with something that's already happened and is no longer happening. Okay. 
And one more thing that I learned this week. I was reading the book of Matthew. It's talking about forgiveness and the master. Okay, the master had forgiven the servant. And initially, the servant was going to have to pay back X, Y, and Z. But the servant had asked for more time so he could pay and all this stuff. But the master went ahead and forgave his debt. And so that same servant had someone that owed him after that releasing a debt now. And he went out, found that other guy that owed him and made that person pay them back. And that person was like, hey, listen, can I get more time? Like, I cannot pay this right now. Can you forgive my debts, blah, blah, blah. And that servant did not forgive him. And so as you continue reading, you find that the Jesus begins to speak about, you know, if you can't forgive you can't be forgiven, right? How is it that I've already extended forgiveness to you, right? And you say you forgive or you accept it, but then when I present situations that have taken place, you don't forgive those other people or those situations or even yourself. And as a result of that, it went on to say that that servant or the master put that servant in jail um, with tormentors, right? It was talking about how that servant went to be tormented. And the Lord began to speak to me about that because it's like, when you don't forgive, you say that you're okay with being tormented. And a lot of times we don't realize um, the different torments that's taking place is a result of choosing to hold on to past traumas, to not deal with them accordingly, to not forgive. We think it's okay to brush these traumas under the rug and, you know, deal with people as we see them. Like, okay, I let it go. It's under the rug. If I see them, I'm just not going to speak to them. I'm not going to have any conversation with them. I'm just going to move on like nothing happened, not realizing you're still holding on to unforgiveness. And I'm not saying that when you do forgive that you have to have this relationship with this person or people that did things to you or, you know, put yourself back in situations that were bad. I'm not saying that. However, there are times where we just brush things off in the name of letting things go, but we never fully go through the process of fully healing those situations so that that stuff can be taken from under the rug, thrown away properly, and we can properly forgive so that the torments that's going on in our soul can stop. Torment looks like different things. It looks like having bad dreams, having nightmares, um, the incubus and succubus spirit, uh, poverty and various aspects of life, death popping up on the scene in various ways, your mind never being sound, feeling like you can't rest, feeling like you have insomnia. It shows up in so many ways. And if you look at your life and you see that a lot of this stuff is happening, what traumas are still trying to speak? And sometimes there's other things going on, but we can't get into that right now. But if you do know it's the result of other things address it so those voices can be silenced and or actually shut all the way up. We don't just silence them like, don't talk to me no more. Shut your mouth. Die. Goodbye. Right. But Lord, I need you. I need your truth to be what's speaking and leading me and guiding me. I need your truth to be what's allowing me to establish and sustain relationships. I need your truth to be what keeps me and protects me. I need your truth to be what's guarding my heart, not my experiences to be what's creating a wall in my heart and making me feel like I can relate to people this much, but not this much, right? So you want the truth to be real to you, to be 
what's keeping you. You want the Lord himself to be the one who's sustaining you. So again, I ask, as you're living life and as you have examined life, when you hear things speaking, is it true or is it wrong? So thank you for tuning in to this episode. As always, it's an honor, it's a pleasure to have these conversations. I pray that it has been very beneficial to you. It's beneficial to me because we all still have more and more healing to do every day. We have things to be delivered from and new places to step into with the Lord. And I look forward to just the newness of life just by having these conversations and being honest with myself and um, allowing the Lord to lead and guide my ways. So next week, I expect to see you back. (laughs) I hope to see you back and um, that you're able to tune in yet again to listen to She's So Soft. We are going to get into a conversation that I love to talk about which is I'm not spoiled, I am loved, okay? Because it's a huge difference. A lot of times people see you being loved properly and they just like to say like, you're so spoiled. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm not spoiled at all. If you knew the definition of spoiled, you would know that's not me. I'm actually loved and I'm loved well and I'm not going to reject love to make you feel comfortable in how I'm being loved. So we'll get into that conversation again. I hope that this is beneficial to you. I love you guys. And remember, I'm your host, Dale Pasco. You are too soft to be acting so hard. <laughs>